0: Like a hot air balloon with a pinhole, the National Labor Relations Board has been steadily losing people, and the morale of those remaining is losing altitude. The Government Accountability Office had some recommendations for plugging that hole. Here with more, the GAO's Acting Director for Education, Workforce, and Income Security Issues, Thomas Costa. Mr. Costa, good to have you on.
1: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: And, you know, it's probably a good idea to review exactly what the National Labor Relations Board does, because I think the way administrations sometimes treat it, you would think it's either a pro-labor organization or an anti-labor organization, but in fact, it is neither, is it?
1: Yeah, that's correct. It was created in 1935 to administer and enforce the National Labor Relations Act, and that act did encourage the practice of collective bargaining and protecting the rights of employees and help to seek eliminate unfair labor practices, but its job is also to balance between workers and businesses. Its two primary functions are to conduct secret ballots of elections and prevent those unfair labor practices, which could be things like not bargaining in good faith or taking discriminatory action against employees.
0: Okay, and for the purposes of this report, just give us a sense of the size of the agency and then some of the issues you identified, including a steady reduction in the staff.
1: Yeah. So it's a relatively small agency. They had about 1,700 employees at one point, but they're down to closer to around 1,300 right now. What we found is that that decrease has occurred over the last decade and that most of that decrease has occurred in the regional offices where the lion's share of the work is done. We also found that there was an increase in unobligated balances, that they weren't spending all their money so we found in fiscal year 18 there was 3 million dollars that wasn't spent and almost 6 million in fiscal year 19 but we did find that they have taken steps to address some recommendations made by their own inspector general and have decreased those unobligated balances to about half a million dollars last year
0: and the reason for the steady reduction in staff as you point out 1700 plus to about not even 1300 right now is because of declining caseloads is that because there's less union An election type of activity in the country?
1: Yeah, that's a big part of it. And I'm almost certain that that's the biggest part of it. I mean, it's hard to judge exactly. But yeah, there's been about a 22% reduction in overall work looking at unfair labor practices and a 31% reduction in representation cases. So that's definitely been a big part of it as far as reducing the amount of work. I think another part has been there has been some improvements in technology. And then we also did hear that the previous leadership was hostile to the agency's mission. And so that may have had some impact as well, but, you know, we weren't able to necessarily ascertain exactly the impact of that.
0: And given the falling numbers and the variable caseload, which has been trending down, does the agency have some kind of regularized process to match its workforce with its workload? And so should it be dropping in terms of headcount in the way that it has?
1: I think we would expect that there would be some reduction. Whether that reduction was handled as effectively as it could have been, I think we found some mixed results about that. What we found is that we were seeing staff morale plummet. People were feeling overworked. You know, As I mentioned before, a, the lion's share of the reductions were occurring in the regional offices where the work is mostly done versus headquarters, which had a much lower reduction in staff. So we found that there was that burnout was occurring and that staff morale was plummeting and that their faith in the agency and the senior leadership dropped significantly between 2018 and 2019 from previous years.
0: We're speaking with Tom Costa. He's Acting Director for Education, Workforce, and Income Security Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And getting back to the issue of resources, staff was reporting they feel under-resourced, yet the agency was turning money back in every year. So that must be an interesting point to look at.
1: You know, the agency said that they were dealing with issues out of their control, and while certainly we found that there were some issues that were out of their control, for example, there was a contract that the Government Services Administration was managing that sort of went awry, and, and the agency didn't have control over that. But we did find that the lion's share of the problem seemed to be that they didn't have enough internal controls to manage their money, and that they could have done a much better job sort of anticipating the amount of funds that they you know, weren't going to be able to spend in the appropriate time and and redistribute those funds, perhaps to support their workforce better.
0: All right. So your recommendations then were aimed at which basic problems, the morale problem, the financial management problem, the staffing problem, or all the above?
1: Most of the above. We didn't get into the money problem as much because their inspector general did make a number of recommendations for the agency to address to improve their internal controls around their budgeting process, which they have started to take action on. But we did have six other recommendations. The first three involved looking at their performance metrics and trying to make sure that they had better ones, because most of the time we were finding that they weren't quantifiable or objective. And so they can't really tell how well they're doing against their own goals without those sort of metrics in place. Uh, So aside from timeliness, they just didn't have those. And, And that might've been part of the problem, right? I mean, if they're focusing on timeliness over everything else, that could be creating pressure on people. A second recommendation was to deal with how they were gonna manage their case reviews. We were finding that while they did some annual case reviews, they weren't following through to correct errors that they were identifying in those case reviews. Another one was to deal with collaboration with the union and employees. You know, that relationship had really soured and they really need to take a step back and try to repair that relationship. And finally, you know, we wanted them to look at a mechanism to address performance pressures on their personnel and see if there was a way to address that in an effective way and bring those morale scores back up. Because if people aren't happy, they're not going to give you their best work.
0: Yeah, so the recommendation with respect to relationships with parties served, such as unions, and I guess that could also extend to management of companies that might feel beset by unfair union practices. I guess this works both ways. The point is these issues affect not just the internal operations of the NLRB, but also its mission.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There were significant challenges facing the agency, and our concern was that that was going to have an impact on their ability to carry out their mission effectively. Between all the things that we identified, as well as what the inspector general identified, there are a number of challenges for the new leadership there to take on, and hopefully they will be successful in doing so.
0: Yes, because when you look at the scores of employee satisfaction, there's a distinct difference between the end of the Obama years and the Trump years. Just to lay it out there, you don't mention the administrations, but the years coincide with those two groups. And so do you find, uh, after release of this report, that there is some reaction on the part of the board, yes, we agree, and we're going to get after these?
1: We were excited to see that the board did agree with all of our recommendations and that they have already started taking some action to address them. As some of your listeners may know, the current administration did fire the head of the board on the first day of the administration and there's an acting official in charge right now. So we will continue to monitor how the agency addresses our recommendations, but we are hopeful that, given their response to our report, that they will take some serious action to address the serious challenges that we identified.
0: Yes, because like other adjudicatory types of boards, you've got a board the five-member NLRB itself, but then there's a standing staff and a management directorate, if you will, for lack of a better word, that should provide kind of administration to administration steadiness and continuity, correct?
1: Yes, that, that is absolutely correct.
0: Thomas Costa is acting director for education, workforce, and income security issues at the GAO. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Tom. I really appreciate it.
0: We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your shows. We now bring you a special presentation from our friends at WAPA.
2: Shane, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us about WEPA and your new podcast? Mike, great to see you again. The podcast series, Lessons in Leadership, what we're trying to do is, is take a deeper dive, a different angle into the conversation around leadership with great leaders at all levels of government. Uh, Since the 1900s, leadership has been studied in a serious and academic way. Uh, Great man theory, the leader follower theory, the inspirational leader, transformational leader, all of these are backward looking um, development of styles, looking at an individual, figuring out how they did leadership, and then Translating it into a form that we can use today to learn, to perhaps emulate, copy. But great leaders, they have more than one style. I, think, I truly think that a great leader can adapt and transform into the role that's needed at that time. So what we're trying to do is, is talk to great leaders and go a level deeper. Tell us about your, a story in your past. Tell us an inspiration that really affected your ability to lead others. And this certainly applies in the uh, federal space. The federal government, it's over 2 million employees. Great leaders are throughout the federal government, both at the top and the middle ranks. And what we want to do is ask them to pull inside their memory, pull inside their personal history, find those moments in time when they were changed, they were inspired, they learned something about leadership from another person, perhaps it was uh, from themselves, and they brought that to the workplace, and they inspired other and became great leaders. So that's what we're trying to do with the podcast. Okay, so I, I get that you wanted to start with leadership, but what makes leadership such an important topic right now for federal workers? Great question. Leadership today is tested like never before. Um, today's, if I had to put a leadership style, if I had to put names to it, we hear about um, empathetic, we hear transparent, we hear uh, inspirational. So today we have COVID, we have a down economy, we have people We have social uh, injustice that we're dealing with. There are many new factors. And it's drawing like never before on a leader's ability to pull from within themselves and adapt to the current change. So leadership today is almost brand new again. We're taking all kinds of different styles, attributes, learnings that leaders have. They're looking at the current situation that we're in and Understanding how do I move groups of people? How do I move my employees? How do I inspire? How do I get them to the next best place? So I think leadership today, this conversation uh, is extremely relevant, perhaps more relevant than it's been in several decades. You know, we talk about an employee's personal route to growth, but what role does the management side have in this? I think in the federal government, it's, it's a little bit different than it is in the private sector. Uh, my father was a civilian federal employee. Uh, he joined the federal government in the 1960s. Uh, John Kennedy, he was inspired by ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. He had opportunities to go in the private sector. That notion of service inspired him it inspired an entire generation. I would like to think that call to service, which is unique in, in the federal space, in the government space, still exists today. Well, that about says it all. But is anything else you'd want the audience to know about you personally or WEPA as an organization? Uh, I have been uh, around the group affinity insurance world for Um, Three decades. Uh, I've led, this is my second uh, major organization that I've led. And I will tell you that we impart this feeling, uh, you mentioned it, Mike, about service, this notion. We serve those who serve. And uh, I will tell you that it's refreshing. It's a blessing to be there. And I have so much respect for civilian federal employees at every level of government. In this podcast, we're hoping to talk to. Leaders which are similarly inspired and can share their learnings over a lifetime. And uh, this will be useful information uh, for anybody in government service.
1: Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just 3 dollars per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash one to learn more and start your free trial.